Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at our Caribbean headlines for today. Some of Puerto Rico board members seeks deal to get bonds approved. Debt toll from earthquake in Haiti rises to over 2,000. No mandatory vaccines in Barbados, PM says. Avoid cruise ships if vulnerable to COVID-19, says CDC. And more than 1,600 Bahamians still receiving assistance. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, August 23rd. We start our report today in Puerto Rico. According to a report in Bond Buyer, some members of the Puerto Rico Oversight Board want to reach a grand bargain with local legislature to complete Puerto Rico's debt deal. Both the Puerto Rico House of Representatives and Senate have voted overwhelmingly in favor of measures declaring they would not approve any bonds for a plan adjustment that cuts pensions and enacts a law prohibiting such cuts. The board and bondholders would like the legislature and governor to approve bonds that would restructure debts of the central government and Puerto Rico's electric power authority. Some board members would offer the legislature a deal where it would provide some additional funding for certain things according to the source close to the board in exchange for approving the bonds. While the exact beneficiary of the additional funding was not detailed, it might be for pensions, the university University of Puerto Rico or something else. Other board members do not like this grand bargain approach, the source said, calling the approach incrementalist, since those members want to address each challenge or issue separately. For both the central governments and the Puerto Rico Electric Authority's debt, a grand bargain is the kind of thing that needs to happen for bonds to be fully accepted as legitimate, said Matt Fabian, partner at Municipal Market Analytics. Puerto Rico attorney John Mudd agreed a deal with the local legislature would make sense. The board may have to agree to a lower rate for the Puerto Rico Electric Authority in order to get the legislative approval for the bonds, he said. The number of people killed by the 7.2 magnitude earthquake on August 14 in Haiti has risen to 2,207, with 344 still missing, the country's Civil Protection Agency reported on Sunday. The agency said on Twitter that a week after the earthquake, which has also left over 12,000 injured, the number of damaged homes exceeds 77,000, while almost 53,000 were destroyed. The earthquake had its epicenter some 125 kilometers west of Port-au-Prince and had a depth of 10 kilometers, which is why a tsunami alert was also issued but later canceled. Three ships of the Dominican Navy arrived at a port in the southwest Haitian city of Jeremy on Friday with tons of humanitarian aid to help the population of the areas most affected by last Saturday's 7.2 earthquake the civil protection reported. The vessels are part of a fleet of five ships loaded with 60 tons of food and medicine, which have been sent by the Dominican Republic to assist those affected by the powerful earthquake. Dominican Republic has also arranged for its San Isidro Air Base in Santo Domingo to be a collection center for national and international aid destined for Haiti. From that airbase, an airlift has been established to facilitate the shipment of supplies received at the international airport in Port-au-Prince. 
Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley has given a clear indication that Barbadians will not be subject to mandatory vaccination. Encouraging residents not to drop their guard, during her national address, Motley pointed out that while she is still awaiting national consultation to conclude on the issue of mandatory vaccinations by the end of this month, her administration has already indicated that it was not in favor. As of Friday, some 101, 900 83 people have received their first doses of the COVID-19 vaccine and 89,683 have received two doses. She said that government's responsibility was to keep the country safe while keeping this country united. While acknowledging that some people were unable to take the vaccine due to medical reasons, Motley pledged that she would personally be influencing those who can take the jab to do so. According to a New York Times report, Cuba's healthcare system, long a source of national pride, is in acute distress, particularly in distant provinces. After fending off the coronavirus last year, Cuba has been ravaged this summer by the highly contagious Delta variant, which has sent cases soaring and swamped the country's medical system. More than 9,700 new cases were reported Monday, more than six times the number of new cases just two months ago, according to the Ministry of Health figures. Oxygen supplies for COVID-19 patients are running low, and the factory that produces the nation's canisters is currently shut down. Cuba's president, Miguel Diaz-Canel Bermudez, acknowledged recently that the pandemic exceeded the capacity of the Cuban healthcare system, but he blamed the U.S. trade embargo for the shortages the country suffers. With growing shortfalls of medicine and other critical supplies, hospitals increasingly have neither the doctors, the medicine, nor the oxygen to treat the rapidly increasing number of patients. Large number of Cuban doctors work abroad, but Recently, more have stopped working in the country because they are infected with COVID-19 or have chronic health conditions that make them vulnerable, said Alexander Pupo, 31, a doctor in Hulguin who lost his neurosurgery residency last year after criticizing the government. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention's Maritime Unit has responded to the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan's request for technical instructions for the next phase of the Framework for Conditional Sailing Order guiding the presumption of cruise ship excursions at U.S. ports. Bryan had requested information prior to the territory's first cruise ship call by Celebrity Edge in July. Here are some of the requirements for cruise lines and passengers. All guests 12 and older must be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 for the ship to be allowed entry to the port. The ships should also have a minimum of 85% vaccination among the entire population of guests and crew on board, and any percentage below 85% requires contact and consultation with the Department of Health. All disembarking passengers aged 2 or older must have provided to cruise lines a negative COVID-19 test result taken within five days prior to arrival in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Any positive passenger or identified close contact passenger must remain in isolation on the cruise ship. Access to all vaccination cards will be provided to the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Health Division of Epidemiology in advance for validation. 
In other CDC news, on Friday, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention said people with an increased risk of contracting severe COVID-19, regardless of their vaccination status, should avoid travel on cruise ships, including river cruises. The agency stressed that older people and those with chronic conditions are more likely to experience severe COVID-19. Therefore, they should seek professional advice before traveling on cruise ships. After discussions with the CDC, cruise operators began sailing from U.S. ports again in recent weeks with mainly vaccinated crews and guests, but a few cases were contracted on board and a surge in U.S. infections caused by the Delta variant created concerns about the cruise industry's recovery. And finally, more than 1,600 Bahamians continue to receive weekly government assistance due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, according to the Public Service Minister Brenzil Rowe. The minister, who is also responsible for the Bahamian National Insurance Board, said this is down from 34,000 people who initially benefited from the program at its peak last year. While the initiative is set to end in September, Mr. Roll said a decision has not yet been made on whether it would continue beyond that time. At its peak period, the program paid out $16 million every two weeks, he said. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, August 23rd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com.